Hey friends, today I'll be sharing a conversation with my very first podcast guest, Rochelle Thomas. She is an amazing woman of God and I'll share a bit more about her bio details in the interview. And I must say, as this was my first guest interview, it was very interesting. I think my commitment to showing up imperfect was really tested. I got up, I tested my equipment, and everything was working fine. However, about 10 minutes before the interview, my podcasting mic quit. My computer just would not recognize it. Even as I'm speaking to you now, my regular mic is working, but at the time it just, I don't know what happened. But I quickly turned to a backup mic and when I got on the call with Rochelle she was having a morning as well. As women of God, we prayed over the technology, we prayed over the interview, and we got started. There were some techno glitches as we conversed, but we persisted in bringing you all the nuggets we could from our conversation. Today, you will hear about Rochelle's healing journey, and next week, we'll discuss more about her film, and it's based on trauma and healing. It was great chatting with Rochelle today and hearing the impactful work she is doing. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Janielle, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. Well, today we have a very special guest with us. She's actually my first guest on the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast, and I'm so excited that is her because I first met her a few years ago and we've worked together on a mental health panel in 2023. Today, I want to introduce to you Rochelle Thomas. Rochelle Thomas is a filmmaker who has been writing and directing on the small stage for over 20 years, and she released her first on-screen film in 2023. Rochelle writes based on life experiences, and she's not afraid to explore dark topics that affect everyday individuals. Rochelle is also working on a current project. It's a short film entitled Defiled, and it explores childhood trauma, and it will be released this year in 2024. So welcome, Rochelle, to the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. So today we're going to talk a little bit in two parts on your perspective on mental health and what brought you to your mental health journey. And then we'll also talk a little bit about your film and the motivation for it and anything else you would like to share. To get started, tell us a little bit about your perspective on mental health growing up. How did you understand mental health? What was the messages you received from your community or even from the church? Well, growing up, I feel like there were like two phases of mental health. Someone that's raised in a well-rounded home, mom, dad, 
perfect environment, everything is stable. And on the other hand, someone else who is raised in an unstable home where there is probably abuse, you know, dysfunction. Growing up, that was my idea of mental health. The older I got, I realized that it's not as simple as that. Growing up too, you didn't see where as a community, we got help. If there were issues in your home, you keep it quiet. You may ask the pastor to come over and pray, but that was it. It's kept very quiet and as private as possible because it's nobody's business. Mm, I can identify with that. And I think it's in that keeping it inside that so many people suffer in silence. So when did you first realize that you could benefit from the services of a mental health professional? When I was a teenager, I witnessed my mother being abused by her then husband. And mm. I knew it was bad. I was t- I witnessed it over a period of three, four years. And I internalized it, but I thought I was fine. Mm. Until I reached adulthood and... I was in a relationship and I found myself having some form of anger towards the person I was dating at the time. I would find myself getting angry over some very little things. And I realized that it was witnessing the abuse that I was already positioning my mind to if I were to become a victim. So like I was planning what I would do if I was a victim instead of allowing this person to prove themselves to not be an abuser, I was already prepared that he's an abuser and here's how I'm going to react and here's how I'm going to defend myself and stand up for myself. Then I knew I had to see someone about that. That's so interesting. And it's so typical of what people go through when they experience any type of trauma, whether they think of it consciously or not the body and the mind reacts in a way to protect you in different ways. And yours seem to show as anger. But I also must say it's very intuitive of you to recognize that that is what was happening for you. How did you come to that awareness? Well, immediately when I found myself reacting that way, I knew that this is not normal. I was already judging someone who has not proven to be that kind of person. I am pretty open to, you know, advice and stuff like that. I'm pretty open. So I knew that I had to at least have a conversation with someone, especially if I wanted this relationship to, you know, to progress into something more serious. That is good. And I like the fact that you said you were open No one can go through this life in isolation. We have to be open to wise others, to God, to Holy Spirit, so that we can get discernment. We can have that intuition to know when it's time to seek healing. Right. And as you realized you needed to get some help, what was the hardest thing you had to do to take the first step towards your healing? I had to pinpoint who I was feeling the anger to. I had to Mm -hmm. direct, I had to be sure who I needed to direct the anger to. It was partially my stepfather and partially my mother. 
So I was taken to a process of writing a letter, which, you know, would not be delivered and confront those teenage feelings. You know, it was between 13 and 16, 16, 17, that that took place. And I had to go back to 13-year-old me and speak to the adults and speak to them on how what was happening affected me Mm. right I had to address it that way and it was it was very interesting yes very interesting but it it did work okay and are you comfortable sharing what was interesting or what the process was like for you it's okay if you don't want to go um, there well, it was a long time ago, but I do remember writing because it would have still been a little fresh at the time. I do mm-hmm. remember writing how I felt, how, you know, unsafe. And a part of it, too, was I was raised in a different environment, right? I was raised with grandparents where it was all love and soft and cuddly every single day. And then put into an environment where there was abuse and cursing and stuff like that, right? So I had to address the contrast in, in what happened during that time. And yeah, it was it was very emotional for me that time. Emotional, and it sounds like it was also healing. Yeah. And where did you get the idea to even write this letter to younger you? To share the, the anger that you were counselor. feeling. Oh, so you sought external professional help. Yeah. The, I was in university at the time. I was finishing university and that was a part of services that they offered. Mm-hmm. So a few times a week I went to speak with someone and that was how we ended it. Okay. Okay, so was it difficult for you coming from, because you grew up in the Caribbean, yes? Growing up in the Caribbean and attending college, was it easy for you to say, I'm going to seek professional help? Well, nobody knew. Yeah, up to now, right? This is the first time, maybe like maybe one friend knew or something, like that, but nobody knew. So it was something that I wanted to do. That wouldn't talk about that kind of stuff anyway, either. You know? Right. It's really encouraging to hear that despite growing up in a culture where it's not talked about, because I know I'm from the Caribbean as well. You really did not seek the help of a mental health professional, but there was something in you that recognized what was happening. You knew what you wanted. You knew what you didn't want. And what I like about your story is that you had two models. You had the model of love that you experienced with your grandparents, and then you had the experience with your mom and stepdad. So you knew when you were feeling that anger, it was not normal because you had a reference point. Unfortunately, so many people do not have a good reference point, and they grow up thinking the abuse or the trauma is just the way life is. And then this is, I think, where the church can come in and show what a different type of experience could be. Experience of love of God, love of your brothers and sisters in Christ, Mm -hmm. to show people that there is a different way. Yep. Awesome. So tell us a little bit of what therapy was like for you. I guess back then they may have called it counseling. Or maybe they didn't. 
it was just counseling. It was just counseling. It was just, it was just a very safe space to just talk to someone who doesn't know you personally, you know, who you're able mm -hmm. to just, just shed it. You know what I mean? The, the person doesn't know you. They don't know your family. So there's no judgment. You know, it's not like when you talk, you vent to a friend and you tell them something personal. They begin to look at individuals differently. It was just, it was just, it was very good. It was, it was very good. I just took a note of two words that you said there that are so important. Safety and no judgment. Yeah. And I think that is the foundation for what so many people need just to be able to share what they're going through. A safe space to be and a place where they are not judged. So I'm really happy to hear that you had that experience. Yep. Yep. And after going through counseling, how did this change your outlook? How did it impact the anger and how you related to your boyfriend at the time? It was like a really sore point that I overcame because I was, there was a little bitterness to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, like women who get out of relationships, they're like, oh, all men are dogs because they were cheated on. So right. I was going into the relationship, like all men are abusers, kind of, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So going to counseling, it helped me to, get through that mindset that there may be abusers out there, but not all men. And I was able to see my partner in a different light, who is my husband now. But that was like a long time ago where I no longer saw certain comments as threatening. You know right. what I mean? You don't see certain behavior as abuse. You're yeah. able to see it from an open perspective, like, Oh, he's he's playing around. Yeah, like every even a little push or something like that would trigger me. Yes, you know what I mean. And I was able to see it from a different. Okay, that can be a playful push. Wow. Yeah, yeah that was something huge for me. Oh, that is so amazing. Thank you for sharing that, and thank you for being so open and vulnerable here today. So. This was a long time ago, you mentioned, and you recognize your need for some additional help. You took the steps to get the help. So, of course, your mental health journey is all done. That's the end, yes? <laughs> no. <laughs> because 20 years later, you know, I started having some headaches. And like 20 years later, going through marriage, kids, different job changes, different things going on I start to feel overwhelmed mentally mm. and what I realized that when there are unsolved things it adds to the burden of current things so I decided that maybe I should try it again and of course having kids brought out new issues that were unresolved in my life so I realized that maybe it's time to try counseling again, therapy again. Mm -hmm. So like I did start and 
the experience has been amazing. Like there's more clarity than I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, I love Like, that for you. yes, like I was telling someone recently, I like therapy is definitely self-care. <laughs> Like I, I was telling somebody like, I don't need to get my nails done. I will do therapy. That's my self-care. mm. I agree with you. <laughs> the clarity that you've gotten. Wow. Anything you want to share in terms of the process that has been really helpful as a way to encourage others who may be listening? It's the, and it's hard to explain the process of therapy, but it's, it's being able to just share with someone and they can pull from what you share things to, to help you identify where the unsolved trauma lies or the reason behind whatever, like just Yeah. simple things, right? Like a quick example. I am a very laid back person and um, people may use it as a reason to take advantage of me because Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't let anything bother me and I'm not just going to be quick to jump in your face or so people may say I don't stand up for myself. Right. And recently I was able to explore why. And that was mind blowing. And it's pushing me to look at myself differently. Right. Yeah. So that's just one example of there are things that we don't know that like we think we're okay. Of course you're good. But Yes. it can help you to figure out some of those little things that you that you struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes. And you touched on something there that is so important that I often talk with my clients about. They will come to session and they would say, well, this is just how I am. This is my personality. Yeah, And yeah. I'm like, well, let's, let's explore if that's really your personality or if it's a learned behavior, Yeah. if it's a trauma response, or if it's your actual personality that has been hijacked by a trauma response. But Yeah. a lot of times we accept things as this is just who I am. And sometimes it hurts a lot of times. It hurts us. But we don't take any action or even think of exploring it because we learned, oh, our personalities can't change. But we get to explore who are we at the core or more importantly, who were we meant to be?
And as we switch gears a little bit to talk about your film, because I'm really excited to hear about that, any advice for someone wanting to start their healing from trauma or hurt? What would you say to this woman of God? Because that's mainly who our audience is. It's worth exploring. You never know what life is going to be like on the other end of therapy. It's worth exploring. Yes. And I wholly agree. Going at it with an exploration mindset rather than I'm going to fix things. Just be curious. What can I learn? And you always have a choice about what you do about it. No one says you have to do anything, but be curious. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story with us. Okay, so we'll pause here for today. So come back again next week where we will do part two of this interview with Rochelle Ann. I'll see you next week. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.